Welcome to another episode of the Deliberate Creators Podcast. I am your host, Denise Simpson, and today we're talking about beliefs and models. This is the outer sphere of the model that I shared with you a few episodes ago. The model is the spheres of alignment, and this right here, the beliefs and models sphere, is the foundation work that we do inside the Deliberate Creators Club. And I'm going to share a little bit more about that on today's episode. But before we do that, let's set a super quick intention. You guys know I love to set an intention at the top of every episode. I really feel that this is important for us to really set the energy and space around this discussion. And I want to do this on every full-length episode so that we can really get engaged and involved. And more importantly, take whatever it is that is resonating with your mind and your heart and go put it into practice. So set the intention to be open to receive whatever it is you're needing to receive today. And I, my friend, will do everything I can to deliver it to you. And to seal this intention, Repeat after me, all is well. All right, my friend, it's time. Let's jump into this discussion. I want to first share with you that I spent a few nights ago uh, with a group of 60 women and men talking about deliberate creation. I was their guest speaker and I was able to share with them my personal story on how I discovered deliberate creation and was really transparent and authentic. I wanted to share some very personal beliefs, personal experiences, personal things that I had never shared with another soul before. And I found that the reception was very, very good. I had people coming up to me after telling me how moved they were. I had women sharing with me that they too were in that similar position and they are resonating with this message of deliberate creation. I had one woman tell me that I reminded her of her hometown and her family and her father in particular, who shared with her that you know she had ultimately the control in her life to create whatever it is that she wanted to create. But it was such a warm reception that I got that I felt so validated because of all the hard work that I've put into this framework, into this new life coaching membership that I created called the the Deliberate Creators Club. And by the way, it's open right now. And I invite you to to, um, ask some questions and come and take a look around the membership page and Share with me your thoughts, share with me your questions, and I'll make sure we put a link to it in the show notes. But I had a phenomenal time and I went home on a cloud because I felt seen, I felt heard, and I did feel validated. And even though I do this for a living, I mean, this is my vocation. I talk all day, I coach all day, I present multiple times during the year at lectures or workshops or conferences. And so this intimate group of 60 women and men who probably identify themselves as highly ambitious, high potential people, 
were really resonating with this message about deliberate creation. You see, so many of us are creating by default. And by the way, episode number two, I think, is on the default life versus deliberate life. And whether you are uh, a person creating by default or someone deliberately creating. And sometimes we vacillate between these two types. But it was wonderful for them to resonate with this because they are high achievers and they have checked off a lot of boxes. You know, the conventional success checklist that we all have. And these are people who are deliberate creators, but there are times where we need a reality check and we just need someone to hold us accountable and to also remind us that we vacillate between these two types of individuals and that it's important that we stay disciplined with our minds and and with our hearts. And so it was a wonderful night and I look forward to doing more with this group of women and men. And, uh, and I want to kind of present to you today with that energy of 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 openness and transparency and authenticity because it's important that I step into my power. And when I step into my power, I find that I am the most vulnerable. And I'm not talking about the power that my leaders come to me with, you know, my my coaching clients or, you know, the power that I exude in front of a group or when I'm speaking. I'm talking about all of my faults, all of my weaknesses, all of all of the vulnerable experiences in, in my life that if if I had not experienced these situations and I wouldn't be right here today sharing this vulnerability with you. So I feel like this is my most powerful time is when I can share really from from my heart and deep down from my spirit what deliberate creation means to me and how I discovered it. And inside the Deliberate Creators Club, we really get into the weeds of things. It's an intimate, sacred space, by the way. It's very exclusive and it is so private. I intentionally want to keep this exclusive for many reasons, but for the first reason is definitely the vulnerability factor. I want to make sure that I create a very safe environment for us to share anything that we are willing to share for the sake of expansion and growth. And I want to make sure that the right person comes into the membership who is ready to do some work, who has an inkling or an awareness at least that she deserves more and deserves to put in the work and she's ready to put in the work. And so the Deliberate Creators Club is something I'll be talking so much about because that is, again, my life's work. I mean, I love leadership. Let me tell you, I can (laughs) dream it, sleep it, sleep with it, eat it, um, drink it all day, every day. But it is deliberate creation that really sets my heart ablaze. And I feel the most powerful when I'm talking about deliberate creation. So stay tuned for more information about my membership. Again, I will make sure that there is a link in the show notes so that you can go check out the page and go read a little bit about my story and read about what this membership can do for you. I want mostly for you to know that you have 
a space like mine, ours, that I'm creating in the club for you to be vulnerable for the sake of expansion and growth. And so whenever you are ready, you can join us. If it's not today, it's not tomorrow, that's okay. I just want you to know that there is a space for you. Someone who is highly ambitious, who has high potential, someone who has achieved great things in her life, and who has found awareness around perhaps a misalignment in her life. Perhaps you're not congruent right now with your mind and your spirit, and you're wanting to learn really how to intentionally create a magnificent life. You've been doing it by this checklist, probably because of your beliefs or your subconscious programming, and you have found that you are not fulfilled in all of these achievements. And now you want to seek more meaningful, fulfilling, rewarding relationships, and you want to create this fulfilling, rewarding life because you deserve it. So if you are that person, then this club is for you. So again, we'll talk more about that on upcoming episodes. But today, let's talk about beliefs and models. So I shared with you the spheres of alignment, which is my personal framework that I designed. As you guys know, I'm a researcher. I am a statistician. I can be very theoretical and very um, abstract and nebulous. And so my coach side of my brain, though, says, okay, we got to bring this down to earth and we have to put this stuff into practice because people need to learn this and they need to put it into practice so that they can change their lives which is why I created this framework that, yes, it's theoretical, but inside the Deliberate Creators Club, we really get into the the weeds of things and we do the practical work in there. And on this episode, I want to share with you a little bit more about the beliefs and models sphere so that you can now take a closer look at your life and, and see how this resonates with you so that you can then go and implement some of this work as soon as you're done with this episode. So the beliefs and models sphere, so this is the outer sphere, which is the furthest sphere from the core of alignment. If you need a refresher, I'll share with you that um, these are concentric circles that lead up to the core circle, which is alignment. And the outer sphere is the beliefs and models sphere. And that is where we do the foundation work. And once we get that work done, we then move into the next sphere, which is called conscious intention. And here is where we do the daily mind work. This is where, you know, we've done the foundation work in the last sphere. And now we get to really look at our thoughts, our feelings, behaviors, and the results that we've created in our lives. And I'm going to have a full episode on that very soon. So I won't go into too much detail on that sphere. But once we've conquered that sphere, we then move into the next sphere, which is spiritual intuition. And there we focus on accessing our spiritual intuition and we open ourselves up to spirituality like we've never done before. And it's really, again, an opportunity for you to go a little deeper in your practice. And I will also have an episode for you on that sphere much later. And once we're done with that sphere, we then can move effortlessly 
into alignment, which is finding congruence with your mind and your spirit so that you can deliberately create a beautiful, magnificent, rewarding life. So these fears are leading into the core, which is alignment. And I'm going to have a very special course for you, a free course explaining all of these fears. But right now I wanted to introduce you to this concept and give you some practical tips before we end our time together here on this episode so that you can go and put this into practice and start finding awareness around your beliefs and your models of the world. So what are beliefs and models? So beliefs are thoughts that you believe to be true. These are thoughts that you have had maybe since you were a little girl. And a lot of these beliefs are a byproduct of our upbringing. It's the values and principles and ideologies that we were raised with. But beliefs are also a byproduct of your life experiences. So Perhaps you experience something very contrasting in your adult life that have modified or altered the beliefs that you learned as a little girl. So this is where we primarily get our beliefs from our upbringing and from life experience. Our beliefs are hard to change because they're really hardwired in our brain. So as adults, we're trying to maybe adapt a new lifestyle. Maybe we're wanting to quit smoking. Maybe we are wanting to lose weight. Maybe we're wanting to make a change for the better in our lives. But because our beliefs are so hardwired in our brain that it is sabotaging our success. And when a client comes to me, they are at a point where they need help either modifying a behavior or modifying a belief. And they come to me with some awareness around their problem. And they are very interested in doing something about it. And when I ask them about the results in their lives, and they tell me that they are not successful in certain areas in their life or not fulfilled in certain areas of their life, I always look at their beliefs. I must go all the way back to see what beliefs are driving their thoughts, that drive then their feelings, that drive their decisions, their behaviors, and then ultimately impact the results in their lives. All because of these beliefs that are embedded in our minds. So when a client comes to me, they are ready. They know that there's something off. They know that they deserve more and they need some help being held accountable. And so these beliefs really can either hinder our success or help us succeed in our lives. And the models, though, that we create are just a representation or a system that reflects or mirrors those beliefs. Let me share with you a model that I had around the belief that marriage was not for me. I felt that marriage was going to end in disaster or destruction. I felt that I would never find someone who was loyal, who was faithful and monogamous. I felt that I would never find that person to start a family with. All because of the belief of marriage being a waste of time. It was what I saw growing up. It was the relationship that my parents had with one another that really impacted my belief around marriage. So the models that I created were that of 
only seeking people who were emotionally unavailable because I was emotionally unavailable. And so I modeled my parents' behaviors. And so these are the models that we create for ourselves based on the beliefs that we have around certain topics or areas of our life. So that model, however, was finally (laughs) broken and my beliefs were finally challenged when I turned 31 years old. I had a very sharp, contrasting event in my life, and it was my father's death that really changed my view of marriage and love. And two years after that, I did find my soulmate, and we've been married now 10 years and celebrating an anniversary here very, very soon, and found someone worthy of my love. I found someone who worships the ground that I walk on, who is faithful and monogamous, and who is a family man. And he has has really changed and and really cemented my view of love and marriage. And now I want everyone to get married because of how fulfilling it has been the last 10 years. But again, the beliefs that marriage was not for me was something that I carried all the way through my 20s until my father's death, like I just shared with you. So the models are that. They are a reflection or a mirror of your beliefs. And I was modeling all of my parents' behaviors in those prior relationships that I had. When a client comes to me, they have questioned their beliefs and their models. They're at a point in their lives where they know that there is something completely unaligned. They know that there is There is work to be done because they are so unfulfilled. And all I have to do is look at a person's results in their life, and I can tell them the quality of their beliefs and their thoughts. So when a client comes to me, we do a little exercise that I want to take you through. It is an exercise where we look at the eight primary areas of your life. So this stems from an exercise that I use called the wheel of life. And there we look at eight primary areas and they are finances, intimate relationships, career or business, friendships, spirituality or contribution to the world, health, fun and recreation, and personal growth. So these eight primary areas are what I like to look at. I have my clients answer a survey, and it's a Likert scale for each of these areas, and they measure their level of fulfillment in their life in that particular area. So for example, the finances area, they can answer one being the least fulfilled all the way up to 10, which is the most fulfilled. And if they're anywhere under a five, we do some deeper introspective work in that area because they're not finding fulfillment in the results that they've been creating. And I want to question their beliefs and challenge them so that we can look a little deeper at them to see if they are true or they are merely illusions. Because again, beliefs are thoughts that we believe to be true despite what reality may have said (laughs) or what reality will tell us, it is what you believe to be true. 
And I take them through this exercise and I want for you to do the same. So again, those eight primary areas are finances, intimate relationships, career or business, friendships, spirituality or contribution in this world, health, fun or recreation, and finally, your personal growth. And answer from one to 10. Again, this is a Likert scale. So you're going to choose one through 10. And you're going to choose 10 if you are fully and truly fulfilled in that area, or a number one if you are the least fulfilled in this area, or anywhere in between that you may find yourself. And I want for you to first look at the areas that you scored below a five. And I want for you to take some time here to identify any of those beliefs that correlate to the area of your life you scored below a five, okay? So I want for you to really look at these a little deeper and mindful. And of these areas, which ones do you want to improve and why do you want to improve them? So let's say you scored a five on fun and recreation. And perhaps you believe you deserve more. You deserve to add more fun and recreation in your life, and you're looking forward to it. I want for you to explain why this area is a a five. What were the beliefs? What were the models that you were creating around this particular area? And why do you want to improve this area now? And I also want for you to answer, what new beliefs and models will you need to have to improve in these areas? So we look, we're looking at your old models and your beliefs, but now we want to look at the new beliefs that you need to have, the new models that you need to create to embed this new belief in your mind. And I not only want you to look at those beliefs that you scored a five or below, but I want for you to look at those that are above a five identify beliefs that correlate to the areas of your life you scored above a five. So for example, in the finance area, maybe you scored an eight because you are truly fulfilled in this area. You have done all the right things. You have invested. You've expanded your portfolio. You have a great paying, fulfilling job, and you are at an eight right now. So what beliefs or models helped you achieve that result of an eight? And identify those, pinpoint them right now. And of these areas, which ones do you want to sustain above a five and why? So for me, spirituality is always at an eight. I'm always on a search for expansion. My spirituality is something that is so incredibly important to me. It is primary in my life, and I'm never deeply fulfilled in that area. I'll never choose a 10 because I know that there's so much more to expand upon and I'm looking forward to it. So that is an area that I want to sustain above a five. And last, I want for you to answer what you've learned about your beliefs and their direct correlation to your results in your life. What is it that you have learned from this exercise, from looking at your beliefs and your models and how they affect the results in your life. 
more importantly, how fulfilling those results are in your life. So those are just a few questions that I want to I want to present to you today, an opportunity for you to look a little deeper into your beliefs and your models and what you can start doing today to find awareness around those beliefs and models that are impeding your success and use this exercise and go through these eight areas of your life and do this Likert scale again from one through 10, 10 being the most fulfilling results and one being the least. I want to hear from you, my friend. So share with me your thoughts, your comments, your results of this short exercise inside our private Facebook group called Align 365. I will make sure that the link is in the show notes so that you can meet me over there so that we can continue this conversation around beliefs and models. So again, my friend, this is the outer sphere, the beliefs and models sphere. It is the furthest on purpose. It is the furthest from the core of alignment because here is where we need to do the deep reflective work before we can move towards alignment. We need to find awareness around the beliefs that are keeping us from creating these beautiful, fulfilling, magnificent lives that we know we deserve. This is your opportunity to do some work with me today. So again, I look forward to seeing your results, your comments over inside the Align 365 group. Thank you so much for your time, your energy, and attention today. I look forward to our next episode together. Take good care.